With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Seton, what if I told you there's a bacon, then there's number one thick cut, tastes like a touchdown in your mouth bacon? You must be talking about Wright brand bacon, because mm-hmm. they are not playing when it comes to the premium quality of their bacon. It's thick cut, hand trimmed, and real wood smoke. Real. And you can tell. So why settle for average bacon when you can have the real stuff? That's right. And if you're looking to upgrade any meal, any meal, try Wright brand bacon. That's called Wright brand bacon. You won't regret it. Experience bacon the right way. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it, whoa, okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. Uh, Miller Lite, great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. And as always, please celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories per 12 ounces, fewer calories and carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Hour two on this Monday, Dan and the Dan. That's Dan Patrick Show. More of your phone calls as we always do every Monday. Best and worst of the weekend. What you saw that you liked, you didn't like. Deshaun Watson is in in the on-deck circle, perhaps for the Texans to play next week. They got injuries. I don't know how many quarterbacks have to get hurt for Deshaun Watson to play, but we'll have an update for you coming up. Unlock the truth in the new Peacock original drama, Dan Brown's The Lost Symbol. Harvard symbologist Robert Langdon must solve a series of deadly puzzles to stop a global conspiracy. Stream every action-packed moment now, only on Peacock. Go to PeacockTV.com to sign up. Poll question, at least in the first hour. McLevin's not with us. He's on the set, a movie with uh, Adam Sandler in Philadelphia. And uh, Paulie has taken over the duties. The I said duties. The uh, 2-0 team that won't make the playoffs, most likely. You got an update, Paulie? Yeah, it's all Broncos. Then the Panthers in second place with 23%. Hmm. Followed by the Raiders, and I'm going to guess the Cardinals yeah. in there. Rams and the uh, Bucks and the 49ers, I expect them to make the playoffs. The 0-2 team... Let's go with that one this hour. The 0-2 team that will still make the playoffs. Jags, Colts, Giants, Vikings, Falcons. I might go uh, none of the above, but I guess I would go with the Colts. Is it that obvious that it's the Colts? I think you're right. There's not an enticing pick in the group. Falcons got roughed up. Vikings lost at the buzzer. Giants lose a heartbreaker. Jacksonville is not good at all. This goes back to in the preseason where I said I would have kept Gardner Minshew because the offensive line is not very good. And I would rather Gardner Minshew get roughed up than I would Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence looks like a rookie. Now you can say these are part of the growing pains. And and it is. You know, John Elway went through this and Peyton Manning went through this. I, I understand this. But not everybody has to go through it. Patrick Mahomes didn't go through it, although he sat out his first year. 
Carson Palmer sat out his first year as the number one overall pick. But watching the Jags yesterday, it's just not a good team. And the same with the Jets, with Zach Wilson. Like, I, I felt bad for him because he was going to stay in, and it's almost like the Jets did him a disservice. We've seen Jets quarterbacks not be good at all. And, but you expect Zach Wilson to be different. Keep this in mind. Rookie quarterbacks combined to throw eight interceptions in week two. Wilson had four. Lawrence had two. Davis Mills for the Texans had one. Justin Fields had one. That matches the most in a single week by rookie QBs since week one of 2012 when you had Brandon Whedon throw four, Andrew Luck throw three, Ryan Tannehill throw three, and uh, Russell Wilson throw one. Sounded like a stat of the day to me. Stat of the day. Thank you. Stat of the day. Stat of the day. Here comes that what? stat of the day. 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle the DP show. It was a tough week for injuries around the NFL, including some big ones at quarterback. But not all injuries have the same effect. You had the Bears starter Andy Dalton got hurt. But that gave the Bears and the Bears fans a chance to look at the rookie Justin Fields. In Indianapolis, the Colts quarterback Carson Wentz went down. Uh, Jacob Eason came in, a second-year player. The Dolphins fell apart after Tua injured his ribs. Then there's Houston, the Texans. They were right there with the Browns until Tyrod Taylor went down, and then the rookie out of Stanford, Davis Mills, struggled. And I don't know what Houston's thinking. I guess they're supposed to be tanking, but uh, Tyrod Taylor might be a little too good for that. But we're only two weeks in the season. By week 18, we can only guess who will be playing quarterback in the NFL. If there's a young guy on the bench who's being groomed for the future, that might be okay. But for some teams, they better hope the starter gets healthy real soon. And if you're a Bears fan, I want you to be honest. You can't care about this season. You can't care about your record. You can't care about who's playing better. You just want Justin Fields in there. Andy Dalton's quarterback rating on Sunday was 118. Justin Fields was 27. And I know that nobody in Chicago cares. They just want to see Justin Fields in there. He looked like a rookie yesterday. And will probably have those highs and lows that these, and they should produce some plays, some highlights. And he's already done that. But be careful what you ask for. Because this is a division that you could still maybe eke out 10 wins. Maybe you could win it. Maybe you could go to the playoffs. But... It feels like the Bears fans are like, well, we don't care. We just want Justin Fields. And the media, the media wants Justin Fields in there. Probably makes their job a lot easier to, hey, we're going to write about Justin Fields instead of Andy Dalton. What happened to Nick Foles? They're hoping for a trade partner. Yes. Still. Yeah, because I thought, okay, Dalton gets hurt. Do they put in Nick Foles? Why do you have Nick Foles if you're not going to use him? And are they waiting until somebody is in desperate need of a quarterback? A good team needs a quarterback. You're more likely to maybe trade for Nick Foles than you are to sign Cam Newton. All right, phone calls uh, coming up. Uh, Nick in California. Hi, Nick. Best and worst of the weekend. Hey, Dan, morning. Um, best and worst. And then I want to do a follow-up on your uh, poll question. Okay. Uh, I, I called in last week, Monday. Congratulations, Fritzy. Our Broncos are 2-0. and I have faith that they're making the playoffs. Uh, my worst, Polly, you might like this. 
I did an eight-game parlay, $25 to win 1000 Thank you, Steelers, for messing that up. Um, and then uh, for the poll question, I got a buddy of mine who's a diehard Colts fan, and he wants to bet me a lot of money on who goes 6-11, and 11, the Broncos or the Colts. And looking at their schedule, I think the Broncos have a better chance of doing better than the Colts this year. But then, again, like you said, it all depends on if uh, Carson Wentz is healthy. What do you think? Um, I, I like the Broncos roster. I'm just not as thrilled with – I like Teddy Bridgewater. It's just if you want to play with the big boys, then you have to have a quarterback who can play with the big boys. And Teddy just – he's, he's going to manage a game. But until he proves me wrong, that's what I expect out of Teddy Bridgewater. I don't think that he takes you out of a game, but as far as winning games, then it might be a little bit different there. But it's a good start. It's, it, they, they have a good nucleus there. But that's such a tough division there. And I said this at the beginning of the season. Broncos do have a nucleus there. I just don't think they're a playoff team. As far as the Colts go, I expect them to be a playoff team. You make that trade for Carson Wentz, you have a running game. You have talent. Uh, both sides of the ball. That division is winnable. That's going to be a big surprise if uh, they don't make the playoffs. Bill Belichick uh, is on WEEI in Boston. Every Monday morning they have him on. And uh, he was asked about Tom Brady playing until he's 50. Here's Coach Belichick. Bill, Tom Brady said this week that he uh, can see himself playing till he's 50. Um, can you see a guy playing that position at that age in the NFL? Um, yeah, well, I'm sure Tom would know better than anybody. So if anybody could do it, it's probably him. <laughs> Who else can do it? Hey, hey, I don't know how many 44-year-olds are playing. Yes, Tom. As soon as Tom Brady's name was mentioned, mm. he started aggressively clearing his throat. Worse <laughs> than I've ever done. Aggressively. <laughs> let me let me hear that again. Bill, Tom Brady said this week that he uh, can see himself playing till he's 50. Um, can you see a guy playing that position at that age in the NFL? All right, let me let me try this. I'll ask Fritzy. <clears throat> <clears throat> wait, don't, don't come to me yet. Okay, <clears throat> okay. now I can talk. Uh, Fritzy, do you think Tom Brady can <clears throat> play until he's 50? <laughs> <clears throat> what, what were you asking me? What was that? <laughs> <clears throat> hey, uh, Coach, are you uh, looking forward to having Tom Brady? <laughs> <laughs> what? Hey, Coach, you see Gronk had two touchdown receptions? <laughs> <clears throat> <clears throat> Thank you, Coach. Uh, Al? <laughs> he's been doing that for 15 years yeah. and it finally worked out in his favor. <laughs> Al in Atlanta joins us. Hey, Al, good morning. Best and worst of the weekend. Morning, Dan. There are no bests of this weekend, <laughs> only worse. Mm. Everton giving up three goals in nine minutes, including a Luca Dina own goal to lose 3 0 to Aston Villa. The Braves dwindling their NL East lead down to two games. They got me rooting for the Mets, Dan. The Mets. Wow. wow. And the Falcons getting doubled up by who? None other than Tommy. It's just, it's painful. The only, only silver lining is my dancing Snoopy finally got to celebrate a couple of Falcons touchdowns. What is it like to be a Falcons fan now? It is the most stressful 
painful fall ever, ever since 28 to three. And thank you again for uh, bringing that one up again. And also Tommy trolling us on Twitter. Okay. What were you like when it was 28 to three in the Super Bowl, Al? I was happy. I was outside grilling. I was just, I was laughing. I had a party going at my house. There were about 15 people here. We were all happy, jovial. And there was one fan, one friend who was saying how, oh, we've won this. This is in the bag. And we're all just like, no, 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 this is, this is Atlanta. All right. Like we, we have had this happen to us too many times. And it ended with us throwing our food at him when that painful, Overtime touchdown happened. All right, we'll keep your head up, Al. Thank you. I'll try. Uh, Mark in Illinois. Hey, Mark. Best and worst of the weekend. Hey, good morning, Dan. First time, long time. Uh, six to one and a beefy two sixty five. Hey, Dan. I got two best and best. Uh, my St. Louis Cardinals sweeping the Padres and the Mets, and seeing Fernando Tatis kind of have a meltdown in the dugout with Manny Machado. And second, Dan, going up to Iowa City for my first Hawkeyes game and seeing a local kid, Sam Laporta, get his first touchdown. Todd, what a great tight end he is, Dan. And what a great program Kirk Ferentz has up there, Dan. All right. Uh, Really had a good time. Thanks for the time. Thank you, Mark. Uh, As far as college football, Alabama holds off Florida. That's one of those, it's 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 a good loss for Florida. I mean, Florida the last two times against Alabama has made it really, really interesting. That Penn State-Auburn scene was spectacular. That atmosphere was awesome. And, man, were there some defensive players. Whew. Penn State and Auburn, they got some impact players. Fresno State drops UCLA. USC won. Yeah. I'm watching. It's 14 nothing Washington State, and I go, oh, my God. I hope nobody gets fired on the tarmac heading back. And then all of a sudden, Jackson Dart comes in. Didn't we single him out when he was in high school? It's like, that guy, he's got star written all over him. We didn't believe that was his real name. It sounds like a movie name for yeah. a quarterback, yeah. Jackson Dart. Yeah. But uh, Fresno State almost beat Oregon. Uh, but it's like UCLA was giving him chances to stay in the game, and Fresno State got that win. Ohio State had a bad win. You know, that... There's certain games where you go, yeah, that wasn't impressive. They did run the ball extremely well, but you just didn't dominate Tulsa the way you would think Ohio State would dominate Tulsa. All right, uh, more phone calls here, 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address, dp at danpatrick.com, Twitter handle at show. Bob in Seattle. Hi, Bob. What's on your mind today? Hey, DP. Good morning. Hey, Bob. Six foot one eighty. Uh, worst of the weekend uh, was the Seattle Seahawks fourth quarter meltdown, no offense, no defense, very depressing. The best of the weekend was that interception by J.D. Graham of Oklahoma. Oh, my goodness. One yeah. End. Wow. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Bob. As far as interceptions go, that's one of the greatest. As far as catches go, that was unbelievable. And then you saw Trey Young was on the sidelines <laughs> filming it. I was like, wow. Uh, Saquon Barkley was on the sidelines for Penn State and Auburn, I believe. I think he was the guest picker on uh, College Game Day. Yeah. That atmosphere was wonderful. I haven't been to a whiteout, but just watching that, because I'm wondering what Auburn is thinking. Because Auburn, you're used to playing in SEC country. 
Big Ten is not always like that. That is an atmosphere that is on par with any other atmosphere in America. That has to be unnerving. And, and you could tell that Auburn was having problems on offense just trying to hear each other. But uh, Penn State, big win. All right, we'll take a break. Is Deshaun Watson going to play? Like, is he going to be play like now? Is he eligible to play? I got questions. I got to find somebody who's going to have answers. Albert Breer of the Monday Morning Quarterback will join us and try to answer my questions. Also, a few other things that I noticed on the weekend. Uh, Trey Lance did not play in the Niners win. The injuries that took place. The uh, dynamic Kyler Murray and the Cowboys clock management. So I have some things to talk to him about and more of your phone calls back after this in the Dan Patrick show. Oh, DraftKings. DraftKings is ready to go. The official daily fantasy partner of the NFL. DraftKings putting new customers in the center of all the action. You get a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. Get in on all the action. It's simple. Pick your lineup, stand the salary cap. See how your team stacks up against the rest of the competition. You can feel the NFL action like never before and, in the process, get a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. DraftKings is safe, secure, reliable. Best part, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. First thing you do, download that DraftKings app now. Use the code PATRICK. This week, new customers can get a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. Start out by entering the code PATRICK. Free shot at millions of dollars total prizes with your first deposit. So, Code Patrick at DraftKings. Download the app. The official daily fantasy partner of the NFL. Minimum $5 deposit is required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. 
I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including... Actress and star of the mega-hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Where other vans stop short, Mercedes-Benz vans go far beyond from their customization options, cutting-edge tech, five-star sales service, financial support crew. Mercedes-Benz vans built, equipped, engineered to be ready for anything. Go the extra mile, taking the all-important first step into an authorized dealership today. As uh, David Simon, he was the creator of The Wire, walked into the stadium last night for the Ravens win over the Kansas City Chiefs. He got to uh, hear the uh, Omar whistle from The Wire. They played that in the stadium last night. So the sound of Omar whistling to Farmer in the Dell (laughs) as uh, they uh, had their opener last night. It was pretty cool. Pretty cool uh, moment there. As uh, David Simon said, it's the little things that are going to get me, I guess, but Michael is going to last. But uh, Omar, one of the great characters, Michael K. Williams found dead. And uh, at age 54, that was a couple of weeks ago. Let's uh, bring in Albert Breer. I got a lot of questions. I don't know if Albert, now Albert's really good, but I don't know if he's got answers to this. The senior NFL reporter and uh, lead content strategist for the Monday Morning Quarterback. Let me start with Deshaun Watson. Where do we stand with Deshaun Watson, given that the Texans are now on their backup quarterback, Davis Mills? If Mills had gotten hurt, Albert, who comes in to play quarterback for the Texans? 
Well, you know, what's interesting, um, Dan, is that, you know, I talked to David Culley about this last week and you know, he basically said that like he's in a good place with Deshaun and they sort of have an understanding on the way things are going to go going forward and um, every indication that you get. Now, he didn't give me specifics on what their agreement is, but, you know, it does certainly seem like the idea is that he's basically not going to be playing this year and he'll be in the building, but um, he's not going to be around the team very much. And he's not going to be part of the day-to-day process of getting ready to play. And so like, I don't even know if he'd be ready to play on Thursday. So my guess would be, um, you know, I haven't looked at their practice squad, but my guess would be either they pull somebody up from the practice squad or they get somebody off the street to come in. And again, like, you know, I think that as awkward as this is, Dan, um, you know, I think for both sides, it's just about preserving value at this time, at this point, you know, where, um, you know, the, I think the Texans want to preserve Deshaun Watson's trade value. That's the reason he's still on the team. And I think for, for Watson, it's, you know, and I, it, it's a matter of sort of protecting yourself in this situation. Okay. But it, there's an agreement. It feels like without. Yeah. So the NFL doesn't want him on the field. I'm guessing the Texans want to preserve his right uh, you know, or his trade rights. Mm-hmm. And then Watson probably like, you want to pay me $10 million to not play then great. Yeah. So it's right. Is that what's going on here? Like it's like, a I mean, for the most part, yeah. Here, yeah. So, so I mean like really, if you want the crux of why he's still on the roster and they're in this situation to begin with, it's because Nick Casario is not taking less. He's not going to take 50 cents on the dollar. And like until somebody steps up and offers the Texans what they would have been able to get in January or February or March, I don't think they're moving him. And, you know, I think it's, I mean, look, Nick knows this is his Herschel Walker, right? Like, and when it comes to building the franchise out, this is the most valuable piece of capital. I'm not, you know, like I hate to refer to a player that way, but that's what it is. Like in this situation, it's the most valuable piece of capital that he has in the building um, to, to build the roster back up. And even if he were to trade him now, like when's he using those picks? Not till April anyway, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> so like, why would you take less now when there could be clarity three, four, five months down the line and you get a whole lot more for him, especially when you know you're in a year when you're rebuilding to begin with. So you know, I think once Deshaun and, the, and, and, and Cully um, came to kind of a comfort level with where they are, you know, as, as again, as awkward as this has been for the last six months, um, you know, I think that there's sort of an agreement there that uh, the Texans really just aren't going to move them right now. And until somebody, whether it's the Dolphins, the Panthers, the Broncos, the Eagles, any of the Tom teams that we've talked about steps up and makes the sort of offer form that they would have been able to get before the 22 lawsuits were filed, he's not going to be moved. And, you know, I know that's not preferable for, for Deshaun right now, but, um, you know, I do think that at the very least, um, you know, where this was really sideways two or three months ago, I, I think David Culley's done a nice job of at least managing it where it's not affecting his team on a day-to-day basis. Can you explain the Cowboys clock management yesterday in L.A.? <laughs> um, you know, it's interesting. I talked to Greg Zerline, Zerline after the game, and, um, you know, I asked him, I, I said, like, did you feel comfortable kicking from 56? He said, like, yeah, I'll do what the coaches asked me to. He said, well, did you talk to Mike McCarthy or, or John Fossil, their special teams coach, um, either before the game at the half, like when, when you guys got the ball back about like how far you were good from. 
And he said, no, he said, I just, I go out there and the way that we've already done it, we've always done it. And the special teams coach was with him with the Rams for a lot of years. He said, like, they have confidence in me. They know how far I'm good from and, and, and we're good. And so like, that was the funny thing about it was like Zerline literally like, told me he was literally standing there a lot like, as the clock was ticking down 30, 20, 10, <laughs> like literally was like, okay, I guess I'm going out there now, you know? And so it was a weird circumstance, but I, I do know like the fact that, you know, he nailed a 48 yarder the week before I'm um, a big one again in Tampa, um, you know, down the stretch of that game sort of played into the decision-making and obviously fossil having all of that background with Sirline did too. So I just thought it was funny that, you know, cause I, you, you see some teams like all the Belichick teams, right? It's like before the game, it's like a science figuring out how far your kicker is good from and McCarthy and, and fossil just sort of let this ride. And, um, you know, I, in, in a funny sort of way, Zerline told me kind of instilled some confidence in him that he knew that they had those, that sort of confidence um, in his ability to get the job done. Well, also, the game was tied. Yeah, and that's the other thing. Yep. Worst case scenario is, you know, you go into overtime. overtime. Uh, Trey Lance did not play. Mm-hmm. Was that by design? I think it was a close game, um, you know, and, and I think more competitive than some people thought it would be. I also think that the opponent's always going to play into this, Dan. And um, part of it with the Eagles, there's not a lot of, you know, there's not like really a book written on that coaching staff right now. And so not only do you have a new head coach, Nick Sirianni, you got a new defensive coordinator, Jonathan Gannon, who'd only coached one game. And he's got one of the best defensive lines in football. It's aging a little bit. And I know Brandon Graham got hurt in game yesterday, but I mean, that's still one of the best defensive lines in football. And so, you know, I think so much of getting um, Trey Lance in there in spots is about making him comfortable, right? And like, let's slowly ramp him up. It's actually what the Niners did with Colin Kaepernick all those years ago, playing behind Alex Smith. And so, you know, if you think that it's a disadvantageous situation for the young guy, you're not going to put him out there. And I think it's also a sign. Um, and I know people don't believe the Niners when they say this, but I think it's a sign that they do have confidence. One healthy Jimmy Garoppolo can get the job done for him. And, um, you know, I know Jimmy feels more comfortable in, in Kyle's offense than he ever has before. And he feels like he's playing his best ball. And so yesterday was just about winning that game. And, um, you know, like that's what Kyle's maintained. Each one of these things is going to be about is, is just winning that game. And they didn't need trade trade to win the game yesterday. And they fe- they felt like, maybe the the spot wasn't a great one for a young guy to get thrown out in. We're talking Albert Breer, senior NFL reporter for the Monday morning quarterback. Were the Jets irresponsible yesterday with Zach Wilson? You know, I have a hard time with this one because, like, I look at the – listen to this number, Dan. All right? Um, And and this is just kind of comparing and contrasting the two situations. Mac Jones had – Mac Jones – faced, I think it was 12 third downs yesterday, right? 16 the week before. Okay. That's 28 for the season so far. Only four of those third downs have been third and 10 or longer. Think about that. Only four through two games has he been in third and 10 or longer. So what I saw on one side was the Patriots managed like very carefully managing their quarterback and trying to build confidence in him and saying, you got a good team around you. We've got a good running back behind you. We've got a good defense on the other side. I mean, Max still hasn't played from further down than a single possession. And it's, I mean, they're making it easier on him. Whereas the Jets, like, I, it, it just feels like they're, they're in this spot now where it's like, 
all right, kid, go win the game for us. You know what I mean? Like, and part of it's the place the roster's in and everything else, but so much of that goes into how a young quarterback develops, you know? And so like, I know what you're saying you're asking, should they, should they have yanked him, right? Like, should they have pulled him out of the game? And maybe they should have, because maybe it wasn't good for him from a confidence standpoint to keep going out there and, 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 and throwing it up the way that he did. Um, you know, but I, I think a lot of it sort of speaks to, you know, maybe a first year coaching staff. I think they have to learn how to manage the game a little bit differently. And I think they have to learn how to protect their young quarterback and keep him out of those situations where he feels like he's got to go win it. And, um, you know, I think if he is in those sorts of spots enough, he could develop bad habits. So I think they have to be careful with it. The taunting rules are interesting. Interesting or awful? Well, they're awful. (laughs) Yeah. But there's an etiquette to taunting. You have to kind of taunt away from the guy you just beat, basically. Right. It it feels like I, I hate rules that are open to interpretation. It just gets mm-hmm. into that gray area where we as fans go, wait, what are you, what happened? Like, yeah. Or what, why'd you call that? I, was it, was it Jared Cook, the one who, I think Jared Cook went up and did the stirring thing, right? Like, was he the one, like, I, and I think that that was, that was the touchdown that got overturned, right? Because of the illegal shift yeah. at the end of the Chargers Cowboys game. And I was watching that, and Jared Cook's been in the league for 10 years. He's a pro. It's not like some young guy who didn't know how to act. You know what I mean? Like, and he got up, bounced to his feet and gestured that really quickly. And it obviously didn't wind up having an effect on the game because the illegal shift sort of superseded the, um, the taunting foul. But I'm sitting there thinking to myself, like, like, I don't know that he knew the other guy was going to be standing right there when he got up and did that. It was just a reaction of emotion. And wasn't that what like we were trying to green light uh, like a year or two ago when they changed the celebration rules. Right. So if you're a player right now, like how confusing is that? Do you have to like, before you get up and celebrate, do you have to look around and make sure somebody's not there? And then like, and then you think about it and it's like how much judgment goes into this. Well, okay. Like how come that's okay, but, or that's not okay. But Lamar Jackson somersaulting into the end zone. And I think Lamar was fantastic last night and the, the best story of week two, probably, but like, how is it okay that he's somersaulting in the end zone and Jared Cook's like just bouncing to his feet and doing a small little celebration isn't, you know, I just like, I just think that this is like, they're, they're opening Pandora's box on this one. Yeah, I know. And if you're a player, it'd be so easy to be confused by this because a year ago they were telling you, go nuts, do whatever you want. We want you to play on emotion. We want you to be happy when you score. We want you to be you know, pumped and celebrate with your teammates when you make a big play. And now they're turning around and say, oh yeah, but like, we're going to draw these imaginary lines around everything that you're allowed to do. What's different about Kyler Murray this year, as opposed to last year? You know, I, I had a really interesting conversation with him during training camp, Dan. And um, he basically said flat out to me, I have never lost so much in my life as I did the first two years of my career. And it's interesting because you think about him in high school, he never lost a high school start, won three straight big school state championships in Texas, right? Then he was a spot starter at AM, and I think he might have lost a game or two his freshman year, but he goes to Oklahoma and he wins the Heisman. And I think they lost one game that year. So here's a guy in like, I mean, seven years of football started maybe one game that he lost. And so, um, you know, like just that discussion I had with him was really interesting in that it really aided him. And I think 
you know, having talked to Cliff about it yesterday, you know, Cliff made it sound like he really took it to heart. Like he took it personally. Like this isn't what's about, this isn't about what's around me. This is about me. Like I'm the quarterback and those losses go on my record. And so this off season, he took more ownership of the offense and, you know, so much of it, I think, you know, and, and Cliff was looking to make the team to, 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 to build some maturity into the team and bringing in guys like AJ Green and, and JJ Watt and Rodney Hudson. And like, while all that was going on, like Cliff really noticed Kyler was sort of taking ownership of the entire thing. And so that meant, you know, having his teammates at Texas to throw in, in April and May and, you know, having another throwing session in Arizona for the guys who couldn't make it there. And, um, you know, I think what you've noticed and what you see now is a guy who's more comfortable out there playing within Cliff's offense and understanding what he can and can't do in the NFL, but also a guy who's so competitive and had, I think, lost, who, who wasn't happy with the results of his first couple of years in the league and really kind of took responsibility for the losing in Arizona, even if he wasn't personally responsible for all of it. Great to catch up with you as always. Uh, thanks for joining us, Albert. Great. Thanks, Dan. Have a good one. That's Albert Breer. You can read the Monday Morning Quarterback. It's online. Senior NFL reporter, lead content strategist. Yeah, there's something different about Kyler Murray this year. But this is where I go back to these rookie quarterbacks. None of these quarterbacks are used to losing. I mean, when you think about it. I mean, Zach Wilson didn't play at a powerhouse, BYU. But in high school, I'm, he was a winner. Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence, you know, this, if you look at this, is probably as bad a game as he's ever played in his life. High school, he didn't lose until state playoffs. College, he didn't lose until the playoffs. He doesn't lose. And then you get out there, you throw a couple interceptions, you're, you look lost. You know, I don't know. I mean, he's lucky he's in Jacksonville, so there's not... You know, the media doesn't descend upon you as it does in, you know, some of these other areas. Zach Wilson has New York. Justin Fields has Chicago. Uh, Justin Herbert has Los Angeles. You know, when, you, when you're young and you're in these markets, they're just more angles for reporters. It's a little bit different in the coverage in Jacksonville. Um, might be a little user-friendly, but watching him yesterday, and this is where you build up bad habits. You lose confidence. That position is about confidence. It is, plain and simple, that, that you don't get overwhelmed. You're confident. And, and Albert brings up a great point about Mac Jones. Bill Belichick is just having him manage a game. That's it. Don't have to do anything yet. But once Tampa comes to town, probably going to be asking him to do something. So he's got three weeks to get ready a total of three weeks to get ready for week four with Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay, dating back to December 1st, 2020, has now won uh, 10 games in a row, including the playoffs. They're scoring 35 points per game. You got Bucks and Rams next week in Los Angeles. Bucks, Patriots in Foxborough week four. If Brady's going to look like a 44-year-old man, it's probably going to be the next two weeks. Because right now, he looks like he's 34. <coughs> Thank you. Thank you, Coach Belichick. Uh, let me ask Coach Belichick if he thinks that Tom could uh, <laughs> play till he's 15. <laughs> 
Hey, Coach, you uh, looking forward to that uh, matchup week four when Tom comes back? (laughs) (laughs) What? Play the Belichick comment from uh, WEEI this morning. That's the reason why we're uh, doing the impersonation. That's Fritzy's impersonation of Belichick clearing his throat once he hears the name Tom Brady. Bill, Tom Brady said this week that he uh, can see himself playing till he's 50. Um, can you see a guy playing that position at that age in the NFL? Uh, yeah, I guess if anybody um, could yeah, well, do it. Tom would know better than anybody, so <laughs> if anybody could do it, it's probably him. If anybody can do it, it's probably him. As opposed to who else? That's about as much as you can expect to get from Bill on that, though. He actually gave you a lot more than I would have thought. We'll come back. We'll give you our best and worst of the weekend. More phone calls coming up after this. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's me, three-time Pro Bowler LeVar Arrington, and I couldn't be more excited to announce a new podcast called Up On Game. What is Up On Game, you ask? Along with my fellow Pro Bowler, TJ Hushmanzada, and Super Bowl champion, yep, that's right, Plexico Burris. You can only name a show with that type of talent on it. Up On Game. We're going to be sharing our real-life experiences loaded with teachable moments. Listen to Up On Game with me, LeVar Arrington, TJ Hushmanzada, and Plexico Burris on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. 
This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including... Actress and star of the mega-hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Oh my God. The play. The play is called play. Of the day. Check this out. Three receivers left. Shotgun snap. Back to throw Murray in trouble. Spins out of there to his left. Being chased by two Vikings. And launches it deep. Wide open near side of the 40s. Rondell Moore caught at the 30, at the 20, at the 15, 10, 5 touchdown. Kyler Murray, you are ridiculous. That's courtesy of 98.7 FM Arizona's sports station since coming into the league in 2017. Kyler Murray has three touchdown passes of 77 yards or longer. uh, tied with uh, Matt Ryan for the most in the NFL over that span. That's our play of the day brought to you by Dollar Shave Club. Go into the store and ask for Dollar Shave Club. Upgrade to the Dollar Shave Club six-blade razor for a noticeably smooth shave thanks to their six precision-cut stainless steel blades. Dollar Shave Club, dollarshaveclub.com. All right. Uh, best and worst of the weekend, Todd. I'll start with you. My best in a back-and-forth game, Fresno State QB Jake Hayner leads the Bulldogs to an upset victory over the Bruins at the Rose Bowl 40-37. 39-53, 455 yards, a pair of touchdowns. Worst of the weekend, now at 0-3 and off to their worst start in 45 years. The Florida State Seminoles lose at Wake Forest by three touchdowns, 35-14. All right, uh, since McLovin is on the Adam Sandler movie set, uh, Seton O'Connor. Uh, my best of the weekend, Ted Lasso cleaning up at the Emmys. Yes. All of my best friends won. Mm. Uh, my other best is actually listening to Al Michaels um, watch Lamar Jackson play. He, I wish that he could do every single Ravens games because he has this thing that he does. He must have done it a dozen times last night where it, it, Al Michaels will be like, all right, it's third and two, Jackson under center, get it. And there he goes! <laughs> and all, every time he took off, there, and there! 
here he goes. <laughs> and he just he just gets so much joy out of it. It's it's great to to listen to. Uh, I hope Al gets a chance to call more games because it feels like this is his last season calling and then Mike Tirico will take over for Al Michaels. I don't know if that's official, but uh, I the NFL, NFL needs Al Michaels calling games. Maybe when Amazon takes over the Thursday night games, they can have Al do that. Paulie? Uh, I'm, I'll go my worst of the weekend. My, I have a Ted Lasso situation. My wife comes, was watching the Emmys last night. She goes, you know what? We got to check out this show, Ted Lasso. I'm like, a year and a half ago, I asked you to sit down and watch it with me. And she goes, what's it about? I'm like, it's about an American football coach who goes to coach soccer in England. She goes, I'm not watching that. <laughs> and she's like, she totally dismisses. So I had to watch it by myself. Now that's hot and popular, yeah. she wants to watch it. All right, best of the weekend, <laughs> Army football, 52-21 over UConn. UConn should be relegated to 1AA or worse. Uh, the Army Black Knights ran for 397 yards on UConn, and they know it's coming. They don't pass the ball. Yeah. 14 different running backs carried the ball for Army. They even completed three or three passes for 100 yards and a touchdown. Michael Wilbon had a tweet yesterday. Wilbon, the NFL has established a new level of arrogance today with its application of this taunting infraction. It's both obsessive and stupid. I don't know who's bothered by it. Like, who's bothered by taunting? That's what I want to know. How did we get, how did this come up where somebody goes, uh, we really got to address this taunting. Uh, okay. Like if there were fights that were breaking out, then I would go, okay, I get it. And please don't tell me, you know, we're worried about the kids. Don't, don't use that as, as an excuse. Um, hey, we're going to embrace gambling. You're not worried about the kids. Hey, hey if you want to celebrate, it should be celebrate. If you got beat, and you're sort of involved, you're in the picture of the celebration, I mean, sorry. Aside from getting in your face or saying something about your mom, I mean, okay. You, who got a taunting penalty for giving the peace sign in the end zone yesterday? Uh, there was a, a, a player on an interception. He just started running backwards. There was no defensive player even near him, and he just got called for taunting. Oh, that was the Buccaneers? Yeah. Yes. Defensive back who had two interceptions in a span of four minutes? Yeah. He just turned around towards the defense, but there's no one behind Two him. pick sixes in a span of... Has that ever happened in NFL history? In the span of four minutes, two pick sixes for the same guy? Let's see if we can get some of our best people on that. All righty. Best and worst of the weekend. Uh, poll question. Update the poll results, Paulie. Here we go. Uh, most likely 0-2 team to make the playoffs. The Colts, 53%. The Vikings, 44%, and the Jaguars, Giants, and Falcons are getting almost nothing. I was looking ahead to uh, next weekend's games. I know you have the Lions and the Packers tonight. I'm not dismissing that, but you got Tampa Bay at the Rams. You got the Chargers at Kansas City. You got Green Bay at San Francisco, Philly at Dallas, and Cincinnati at Pittsburgh. Tampa at the Rams is awesome. Chargers, Kansas City should be tasty. Green Bay at San Francisco, Philly at Dallas, and then Cincinnati at Pittsburgh. I don't know. It's probably one of those where Joe Burrow goes, wait, the Raiders beat Pittsburgh? and P Oh, gosh. What are the odds of me being able to go in there and beat them the next week? Well, the defense was banged up. That certainly helped. But Derek Carr had a great game. Philly and uh, Dallas, that feels like a Thanksgiving Day game, right? Or are they playing on Thanksgiving again this year? 
But then that would be playing in, in Philadelphia, so that doesn't happen. Um, Green Bay at San Francisco. We're going to find out an awful lot about Green Bay, it feels like. You're probably not going to find that up tonight, but you'll find that at San Francisco. Chargers at Kansas City. Um, he was good. Uh, Justin Herbert was good against Kansas City last year. But uh, Tampa at the Rams, that'll be on Fox uh, next Sunday afternoon. That'll be uh, three of the Bucks' first four games are against, uh, you know, big-time opponents. Dallas, New England, now the Rams. They, of course, roughed up at Atlanta yesterday. But um, Aaron Donald and uh, Jalen Ramsey, they faced Tom Brady three times. In those games, zero sacks for Donald, zero picks for Jalen Ramsey. Stat of the day, stat of the day, stat of the day, stat of the day. Here comes that what? Stat of the day. More likely to happen, Aaron Donald sacks Tom Brady, Jalen Ramsey picks off Tom Brady. (laughs) How about both? Or neither. <laughs> I, don't, I, I, that, I was just—I was channeling my inner Mike Greenberg there. What's more likely to happen? What happens first? Aaron Donald gets a sack. Jalen Ramsey gets a pick. Both? Neither. <laughs> That's probably not a very good impersonation. Pretender, contender. Ooh, get up. Uh, final hour coming up. Uh, Carson Palmer, Heisman Trophy winner, going to join us. Recap what we saw. You know, he was part of Hard Knocks back in 2015. I think they spent a week with Carson Palmer. By the way, that Colts Hard Knocks during the season looks a little spicier after they lost that game. All right, maybe I'm interested in this. Two hours in the books, one more to go this Monday. Dan Patrick Show. More phone calls coming up. One more item as we close out hour two. When I finish up golfing or you work out or running around the neighborhood, my body doesn't recover the way it used to. But, you know, it's sore muscles post-workout discomfort. And it keeps popping up in new spots all the time. Do what I do. Level select CBD sports creams and roll-ons. I love the roll-on. You just put it in your golf bag if you want to. Carry it with you. Carson Palmer, Ricky Fowler, Steve Garvey use this. In fact, Carson Palmer is the one who told me about it. I trust Level Select CBD because it's formulated with doctors. This high concentration of CBD allows you to feel it work immediately and it's made with 0% THC. I apply the Level Select sports creams and roll-ons directly to those sore spots and then you let that proprietary blend of CBD go to work and it goes to work almost immediately within 30 seconds. Go to Level Select cbd.com use the promo code dp30 that's 30 dollars off your entire order today 30 dollars off level select cbd.com promo code dp30 not available in idaho iowa and south dakota it's freddie prince jr and jeff died back in the ring wrestling with freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season hey jeff are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddy? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers.